Welcome to episode 48. And in this one, I want to talk about the roller coaster of emotions, the importance of grieving the past, the present, and the future, and why divorcing emotionally is so important. And it will help you get the closure that you need. Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level, becoming the best version of yourself. Emotional abuse is unique, unlike the ending of any other relationship where an emotionally healthy partner will want to move on they will do everything in their power to make sure that you get the closure that you need to do the same. If you've been in an emotionally abusive relationship, then this will not be what you have or are experiencing. You might be trapped in a trauma bond. I've described it like a bindweed grabbing hold of you and strangling the life out of you. You have danced with the devil and the relationship was a way of masking their insecurity They are the empty vessel bobbing along, looking for anything to distract them. You felt such a deep connection to them. They were so interested in you. You were seen and you were heard on a level that you have never experienced before. But they were fishing, looking for information. And once they found out what they needed... They set about creating a character, a persona, someone that you would easily fall in love with, a person who would meet your criteria. And then they started to bond you to them. They might have showered you with gifts, days out, weekends away, meals. They would repeat back to you their qualities, the ones that you'd originally shared with them of your ideal partner. And they then declared that your soulmates and you started creating a future together. Even when they weren't with you, they would be messaging you constantly. You spoke often and when you weren't speaking, they were in your thoughts. They messaged you first thing in the morning and last thing at night. And this is why it's so hard to break away for every thought you have that is negative, you will have a memory that contradicts that. Even when presented with hard evidence, it might be receipts, messages, photos, your mind has overridden their bad behaviour. They were your soulmate. Even their put downs or when they compared you to other people. Even their words that don't match their actions. They slowly eroded your personality, destroyed your confidence and Early on in the relationship, when you were noticing the red flags, they were pushing and moving your boundaries. And if they didn't discard you physically, they did emotionally using techniques like triangulation. They create jealousy. They become secretive. And then they told you, you had trust issues, slowly turning you crazy. So when the relationship is over, you experience cognitive dissonance. Your brain can't compute what is happening and this is mindfuckery. And the damage that is caused to your brain is horrific. It puts you in a state of confusion. You had no idea the abuse was taking place. Like Chinese water torture happens very slowly. It turns you insane. 
these relationships are about power and control. And once they have that, they're a little bit more secure in the belief that they won't be discarded. As I've said, they are very insecure. They are parasites and they need a host to survive. They abandon themselves and now they've got you to do the same. But once they've sucked the life out of you, drained you of your money, your resources, everything, you have nothing left for them. So they move on. They're now looking for a new host. They move on with new techniques. They've up updated their skill set. They may have gained a better understanding of how to hide in different circles. You, however, are left confused. You're unsure of how to react. You're trying to understand what you did wrong. To the outside world, they were telling everybody how amazing you were, how amazing you were together. But behind closed doors, those messages were mixed with the subtle put downs and the words of conflicting advice. So you're left with nothing that makes sense. And like a pendulum, you might swing backwards and forwards. One minute, you know, this was abuse. The next, you're believing this is all your fault. You don't recognize them anymore. You don't know who they are, who they've become. They seem whole and healthy and you're the broken one. You might have been, or you might have found yourself trying to change your behavior, possibly being prepared to do anything to get back into that relationship because it actually feels safe. How mad is that? It actually feels safer in the relationship, this abusive relationship, than it does out of it. Your mind was tricked and you might still be trying to understand where you went wrong and you're replaying situations, you're replaying conversations and going over if only you'd said something differently, perhaps if you hadn't said that, perhaps if you hadn't worded it in that way, perhaps if you hadn't done something, if only a maybe. You might also be thinking, it wasn't all that bad. Now conflicted with these emotions that are going on, they're, they're crashing around you inside your body like a gangly teenager who can't control their limbs. Your mind has been tricked to believe the abuse was actually love. In my book, the A to Z of emotional abuse, I talk about part of you falling in love with yourself, where the parasite takes and takes. They study you. And I'm a bit of a The Holiday fan, where like Miles says in The Holiday, they use only the good notes. The abuser is a parasite. Having abandoned themselves at a very young age, they are very empty and they have cravings. They take all of your good notes and then they mirror them back to you. They look whole and emotionally healthy because they took that from you and then they mirror it back. You fell in love with yourself in a roundabout twisted way. At the end of an emotionally abusive relationship, you will experience emotions that are foreign to you. You might hear sounds coming out of you that you would believe only an animal could make. You might experience mood swings. You might have more questions than answers. This should not be normal, but sadly it is. You may experience this roller coaster of emotions, cognitive dissonance. Every single layer of you, you has been infiltrated. And you might even feel under attack, paranoid. People are talking about you. You might be jumping at the slightest sound. Normal people don't treat each other this way. And it's grieving is so important. It's so important for your healing. 
Nobody died physically, but you are grieving the person you thought they were. You are grieving the life that you were living, the life you think you should be living in this moment, and you're grieving the future that was promised to you. You gave up so much. You waited patiently. It's like that proverbial slot machine. You waited, you invested your time, you invested your money, and each time something went wrong, you wondered what was happening each time they took you around that cycle of abuse and you'd reach that idealisation stage. You'd see a glimmer of the person you remember them to be. They reminded you of the future that you were creating together, that you were soulmates. You're meant to be together and they took you back to that place and they put you on a pedestal and you once again waited for the payout, investing more time and more money. You might be remembering all the good times that you had together, but that confusion between the person you thought they were and the person that they are now. This person is a new character that's been created for a new source of supply. That's why you don't recognise them. It's either that or it's the person they really are, who you possibly had glimpses of during the relationship. But remember, they listened. They took on who you were looking for, what type of person you're looking for to be in a relationship with. And they create this persona. They put on this mask. They pretend to be someone and you learn to trust. And they're doing exactly the same for somebody else. That is why you don't recognise them. Because this isn't your person. This isn't your persona that was created for you. It's the persona that's been created for somebody else. Have you ever known anyone who's died and they instantly become a saint? Whilst living, they might have been nasty, hypocritical. They might have been vile to everybody around them. But for some reason after their death, people scratch around looking for something nice to say. And they gloss over or conveniently never mention the abuse or their temper because you should never speak ill of the dead, should you? Could this be the same reason that you are glossing over the abuse, presenting the good things that you had together? Or is it the gaslighting where you were told this was all your fault, what you did wrong? You might be grieving everything that you had created or that you did for the abuser, you might have put your life on hold for a promise and you've been left with nothing. You might be watching somebody else step in your shoes and starting to live the fake future that you created together. Perhaps you put off doing things like going to university or maybe you had plans to travel or you might have moved away from your friends and family to be with them. And when you were creating this fake future, they were sprinkling just enough of your dreams to make you feel that this is what you wanted. And grief is unique to each of us, to every situation. You have lost everything. And you do need to take time to grieve. You're grieving the relationship, the fake future, the soulmate that they convinced you they were. You might still be looking back and believing that if you behaved in a different way, if you've said something differently, you'd be in a different place. You'd still be together. And you need to process what's happened, what you were promised. And you need to balance the thoughts that are keeping you trapped. And there will be days where grief takes over. Out of nowhere, you find tears rolling down your face. You might feel numb and not able to do anything, take on anything. And part of this 
is also due to the process that they went through by when they were reprogramming you. They literally strip everything back and they take over your life. They reprogram you and they put you and leave you in an infantile state. You've got a three-year-old living your life a three-year-old running your bank account, a three-year-old going to work for you, a three-year-old responding to any form of communication. Emotional divorce matters for your well-being. It is an important part of the process which can get hijacked. And if you can get the closure that you need and heal the emotional wounds, you can move forward. You can claim back the power and control of your life. I'll put a link to my workbook, Grieve the Past, the Present and the Future, help you untangle those emotions. Writing your story out can be so cathartic. It can be just for you. It will help you perhaps see the patterns you might not have seen when you were in the relationship. It might help you untangle yourself from the trauma. You might find huge abandonment wounds that need healing. And in the workbook, I talk about writing out your emotions. To me, writing with pen and paper is so healing. It, there's a connection between the brain and the hand and it releases on a different level. A lot of the work that I do now is around the original wound. The abuser has mirrored your insecurities. They've brought them up to the surface so that you can face them. And for me, this is like having a gift handed to you. They have walked away blaming you because they can't take responsibility and they will continue using this pattern and they will replicate it relationship to relationship. Parasite moves on. Parasites are amazing. I learned about them over a couple of years, the last couple of years. And there are certain ones. There's one that its host is a cat. I'm trying to remember now. And so it somehow gets into a mouse or a rodent and it changes the brain's behavior. The cat catches the rodent, the mouse, the rat, whatever, and kills it. And somehow that parasite then is into its host. There's another one that does the sim something similar with birds or fish. Maybe it gets into fish to get into the bird. I've, they, it's just fascinating. And to me, this is what the abuser is. Not just fascinating, they're parasites. But they walk away, they've blamed you. They can't take responsibility. And they continue with this pattern. Somewhere out there, someone is going through a similar type of abuse because the abuser learned from you. They learn how to hide it better. They learn how to manipulate better. They learn from you and they move on to the next person. So that amazing life that they look like they're having, living your fake future, it's just exactly the same as what you are going through. This new person will be walking on eggshells. To the outside world, their life will look perfect. You know the reality. It wasn't good behind closed doors. You probably knew your relationship was toxic, but you weren't able to do anything about it. Remember, this is your journey and only you will know what feels right for you and what feels right for you at this time. So stop listening to your body. You can write this out. You could write anything out. But one of the things the abuser, the parasite, cannot take from you is the ability to heal. 
they aren't able to take responsibility. They will always play the victim. They're never going to be able to take on that role. They're never going to want, well, they can't heal because there's nothing wrong with them. For them to stop and want to do that healing, they would then need to admit of their own insecurities. And that is something that they can't face. The three things that you can do, apart from buying my workbook, are grounding, breathing, and honest conversations. Those are the three things that you can walk away now and do. See roots going into the earth and ground, because in your body, you will see the relationship from a different point of view, from a different place. Your mind was tricked to believe that they loved you. Your mind was tricked to believe it wasn't abusive. You were taught to overlook those red flags. You fell in love with somebody who doesn't exist. Learn to box breathe. Again, that will keep you in your body. And with the box breathing, because you're counting, you're taking the focus from a different part of your brain. So it stops that rumination. And honest conversations. This is something, this is a conversation that you can't have with anybody else. You can go and see a counsellor or a therapist. It's going to take time to build a trust up. And even then you still hold back on some information. It could be months, it could be years before you feel confident enough to reveal exactly what went on. But you can do that with yourself. You can have that conversation with yourself those moments that you really want to reach out. You know this was an abusive relationship. You know they're not healthy. You know you shouldn't be wanting to reach out. And it's at that point you can stop yourself and you can have an honest conversation with yourself asking what it is, what do you really need? And it might be, I just need their attention. I just need to be hugged and then see if that's something you can do for yourself and then go and ground and breathe and that should bring you back to center it should stop that craving i hope this has been helpful please if you need any more information you can visit my website you can download various different courses you can order my book the a to z of emotional abuse somebody said to me recently this is what changed my whole percep perception of the relationship and helped me heal you can even book a one-to-one -one session with me and um, we can break through some of this and challenge and heal the original wounds. This is the crucial part, healing the original wound. I'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time.